WDBM East Lansing. Bringing you sports from NBA to NHL to NFL and more. But more importantly, bringing you the full rundown on MSU Spartan Sports. We cover it all. Get us on the phone at 432-3893. And now, the Spartan Sports Wrap on Impact Exposure. Hey, what's up, everybody? What's up, everybody? My name is Scott, here with you with the Spartan Sports Wrap. I have one guest with me right now, a couple more joining me momentarily. If you listened to the Sports Wrap last year, you were likely to hear him on here with Dan Duggar. His name is Pavel. He's joining us back from an internship in St. Louis. How's it going? I'm doing great. Glad to be back. Kind of sad my Cardinals aren't doing so well. Right around the same, doing the same as uh, what the Tigers are doing. Floating so. around 500, you know, keeping Absolutely. with the playoffs Tigers a little, are, little what, bit. Tigers are seven and a half back. Cardinals they are seven. Seven and a half back right now, but we'll see. We'll see. You never know. They uh, had a six-game losing streak a little while ago, but then there they won three out of the last four. So, gotta. I did bash the Tigers. I called them out of it last week. Yeah, you did, Scott. I did. Seven and a half. Is that out of it? Yes, it is. They Seven, were seventeen and a half would be out of it. Well, but when you've yeah. got a gunslingers like Fernando Rodney, what? Excuse me, Scott. Yeah. Yes, Fernando Rodney. In, in case you're wondering, Brandon has joined us. Yeah. he was running a little late here, and I he's did. brought uh, only a friend. Uh, yeah, of his. I brought my my old roommate Darren, who uh, also knows a lot about sports. Of course, it's always good. Guys. So, Are you serious, Fernando Rodney? No, yeah, I'm not serious. <laughs> We've been over this. We're I remember not. that game against Cleveland. Was that three weeks ago? I try to forget that? the games. The one just, that just wouldn't end. Double my, my favorite game yeah. was. Uh, are you talking about the White Sox? The fourteen innings. No, that was the oh. Indians. It was like twelve, twelve. Mm-hmm. Yeah, kept going back and forth, and then finally yeah. Rodney blew it. Yeah, so many. You can you can go back to There's so many of those. You've got to be more specific. <laughs> when Rodney blew it, or when Todd Jones blew it, there's just so many. Well, where, it's either Rodney yeah, blew it, or he him. throws like the highest heat you've ever seen in your life, and someone actually swings at it. Of course, those high and outside fastballs get it done on a full count. I remember that. Yeah. All right, we will start this evening off with a little bit of MSU football here. Uh, on Friday, I actually had a chance to go in to practice and. Talked to some of the coaches and you some did. of the freshman players. Got some good information. You were rubbing elbows with the likes of Hondo? Yes, I was. I was sitting down there. Felt a little out of place, not going to lie. Anyone feels out of place against Hondo. I know. He, yeah, he kind of dwarfed big, me. Dude, He's twice yeah. my size. <laughs> but, but I got some time. I got some good information. Um, basically, what I liked was Coach D'Antonio came out and just said exactly what was going on. He didn't try to sugarcoat much. No, and... he's a bit of a, a hard butt, and I yes, like he that. Is. If <laughs> I yes, he is. <laughs> and so, of course, the first thing he had to say, he just sat down, asked if we were ready, and then just started going on practice, and we actually have the clip here for you. And this is D'Antonio talking about the practice. First day of practice uh, with pads on, full pads. I thought we got a lot done out there today. We went um, went for quite a while. Got the uh, obviously the ones and the twos reps, but also our freshman reps. So uh, I think it was good, uh, a good, very good practice. And our guys are approaching this with uh, you know with a lot of discipline and toughness, and uh, trying to make it as realistic as we can with refs and the clock and everything that, we, that goes along with that, with crowd noise, etc. So. Um, I like the way we uh, we practice today. So beyond that, it's, it's uh, tough to say, I guess, until we watch the film of today's practice. Uh, but uh, 
very encouraged by some of the things you see out there. And uh, um, I like the way Hoyer is, is practicing. I like the way Ringer is practicing. I think uh, Mark Dell is having some ni- making some nice plays. B.J. Cunningham as well. And uh, defensively, we look sharp. Yeah, I think there's, there's some freshmen out there doing some good things. It's awful early to be able to to really uh, judge them, but I think I see Keyshawn Martin making some plays out there, and uh, you know Steve Gardner, and uh, uh, you know there's some, the offensive line you're a little bit away, but uh, Jarrell Worthy looks like he's doing a nice job, and uh, Brendan Trawick looks like he's a guy uh, that uh, that will figure into playing some. Uh, but uh, you know it's so early to tell. You know they're still trying to get their feet on the ground and. And without a good sense of knowing exactly what to do, I think it's it's tough to judge them. But they they have skills. A lot of those guys have great skills, and uh, you can see them coming. That was Coach Antonio talking about the first day of practice. That was the first time they put on the pads. They had practices before, but they actually got to hit each other, and that's always fun to see. Yes, watch that. I will say I might have seen Javon Ringer cough up the ball Whoa. once. But, Whoa, Scott! But apparently. Uh, He's, he's got things under control. He is one of the players that D'Antonio really likes this year. He said he's playing with more of a chip. He's taking that leadership position. That's always good to hear. Now, another question coming into this year is the freshman players. We don't have that great of a recruiting class. And according to certain websites where they rank scouts, we didn't, we didn't do that well. Go ahead. Rivals. Rivals. They kind of they knocked us some. <laughs> but, you know... We should have some good players here. Um, we got Fred Smith, the wide receiver. Yeah, course. he is the he's a big guy out of big, Detroit. The big star of that, Who, that class. He did. I was able to ask him. He said he's interested in playing basketball here, but he's Uh-oh, body another, permitting. Another Matt Trannon. Of course, that's what I asked. He said he kind of laughed about it. Mark Dell could play basketball too if he wanted to. You know, it's true. There are there are players. He talked to Tom Izzo during recruiting. The basketball team doesn't need players. Exactly. We've got perfect dev. The shooting yeah. guard shooting Finally. guard right now is kind of <laughs> kind of full. Finally. So we'll see. But you know, that's always fun. Listen to the game or watch the game, and you always get the oh Matt Trannon. Did you know he plays football too? Plays basketball. So of course we might Matt get another Trannon one of those. Football players. player. That's true. Yeah. All these freshmen, they might come in as two, three star guys. You know, they might not be highly ranked, but. Neither was Greg Jones. It's how you develop exactly. these guys. You got to get them in the weight room. You know, you got to give them discipline. You got to have the right guys around him, the right coaching staff, and develop them. And by senior year, they'll be an AJ Hawk. They'll be this prime time player. It's funny you mentioned Greg Jones and AJ Hawk. I was able to speak with uh, Steve Gardner. He's a linebacker, freshman linebacker from Ohio. He's kind of small. He's like six one, I think, about two twenty, maybe. But uh, he runs a four five forty. He's just very fast. And Coach D'Antonio actually compared him to A.J. Hawk, which most people think, okay, that's nice. But D'Antonio actually coached A.J. Hawk when he was at Ohio State. So that actually has some sustenance behind it. He knows what he's talking about. And he also, uh, Gardner said he looks up to Greg Jones because he was able to start as a freshman last year, come in. He looks looks towards that. There are a few other freshmen that Coach D'Antonio mentioned, and we have that from his conference. We'd like to play that for you, what he had to say about the freshmen coming in. Yeah, I think there's, there's some freshmen out there doing some good things. It's awful early to be able to to really uh, judge them, but I, think, I see Keyshawn Martin making some plays out there, and uh, you know, Steve Gardner, and... Uh, 
uh, you know, there's some, the offensive line you're a little bit away, but uh, Jarrell Worthy looks like he's doing a nice job, and uh, Brendan Trawick looks like he's a guy uh, that um, that will figure into playing some. Uh, but uh, you know, it's so early to tell. You know, they're still trying to get their feet on the ground, and, and without a good sense of knowing exactly what to do, I think it's it's tough to judge them. But they they have skills. A lot of those guys have great skills, and uh, you can see them coming. Everything with Brett Favre. It's national Oh, hey. Okay, that was Coach D'Antonio talking about the freshman there. And then another question that was brought up with him. Of course, you have to worry about recruiting speed. Yes. That's one of the main things in the Big Ten is all the speed that's going on. He actually had a great excla- explanation of what he does to get speed players. We'll play that for you. I think... Uh, my sense of it is, when you know what to do, you play faster. And um, I think that that's, that's where speed comes into play. I think, you know, you tell a guy to run down the field as fast as he can, that's one thing. But if, you're, uh, if your defender or your receiver knows how to do it, um, and knows the, the, um, the small little details involved with running a particular pattern, I think that's when you see, uh, you know, really speed become evident. But it's, it's, they have to know what to do. And I think right now, for freshmen just getting lined up, uh, you know, and uh, running a route or for a defender uh, doing the same thing, just getting lined up, you know, it, it, it takes the speed of them, it takes their speed away from the game a little bit. Guard. Yeah. Okay, that was his explanation of speed. Of course, what he said for the guys in here who couldn't hear that, um, he was saying that he doesn't, like, think you can coach speed. He thinks if players know what they're doing, they're going to be faster which makes a lot of sense when you think about it. You know what what play is being run, what's going to happen. You can anticipate you're going to be faster. And then we've got – oh, go, go ahead, well, Pablo. That's the, the whole reason Mark Dell got the start. Week one last year as a freshman, he had speed, he impressed, but then once you get on the field, it's a whole different story. Exactly, exactly. We have one more clip from Mark D'Antonio for you. He was asked about the quarterback situation, how Hoyer's dealing with things this year in his senior season, and also how Cousins is doing as a backup. We'll play that for you right now. You know, he's got a great arm. He's got presence. He knows the offense very well. And, uh, you know, when he makes mistakes, he he knows what he did wrong. Uh, I think he's always had a great presence, and uh, he's always been a a guy that, that really studies the game. So... But you can see him taking charge out there. I think that Kirk Cousins has greatly improved as a quarterback. And you can see him now in his second year, much of the same thing, you know, as opposed to the first year. Is that me? Okay. So that was his explanation of the quarterback situation for us there. And I I like what Hoyer's been doing so far, what he's said. And now, of course, we are playing Cal in the first game. Did some research. Uh, Cal has their quarterback coming back, Nate Longshore. So do we. Booyah. Exactly. exactly. Done. And they lost running back Justin Forsett, I do believe. They're leading running back. And their two top wide receivers in mm-hmm. Hawkins and Deshaun Jackson. They're a mirror image of us. We lost Evan Thomas. You know, we lose our power back, you know, goal line back, J.U. Colgrave. We. We lose a lot on defense. We lose Jonal St. Deke. You know, we are very young on defense. Our defensive line is very young. We have Brandon Long and Justin court. Kershaw. Yes, we have sophomores starting as linebackers. Granted, they were very good freshmen, and they're coming back as sophomores, hopefully improved. And then also you have the safety situation, which mm. is a little shaky right now. We've got a freshman, Brendan Trowick, who is 
looking like he might get some playing time. He's a very big receiver, or big receiver, excuse me, very big DB. He's been laying some hits on the receivers. but And then also Cal, they're changing up their defense. So we'll see. It's always going to be fun. Tough to go out there, out on the West Coast, try to earn some respect for the Spartans. That's what this season is all about, I suppose, earning respect nationally, which is big for us. Now, if you want to get a hold of us, talk about football or anything else, the number here is 432-3893, or you can IM me at Impact Sports Rap. It's a new thing we set up earlier. But, yeah, if you want to get a hold of us, pose a question, pose a thought, anything, dial 432-3893. We will move over now to some basketball. Make Brandon happy here. Yeah. Of course. So, so the main thing, to continue on with last week, yeah. we... Uh, talking about all the different players going over to Europe. All the pond jumpers. Exactly. Yeah. Lots of people going over. Now you have, uh, to add to the list, Earl Boykins. Yeah. He signed a one-year one year deal with Italian team Virtus Bologna. <laughs> uh, that's that's how I'm reading that. It's, yeah, I'm sure. sure in Italian it's, it's pronounced a little differently. But Bologna. Bologna. I don't know. It's Bologna in my Sounds mind. Right. Did Delfino play for them? I'm not sure. Well, not but same. Boykins is now the highest paid player in Italy. <laughs> That's amazing. Probably the shortest and the highest paid. And also we've got some uh, interesting speculation here. There's been, we've, we've noted that no superstars have gone over to play. And it's all role players. No, but Josh Childress was as big as they got exactly. thus far. Although LeBron James and now Kobe Bryant have both said that they would go over for a ridiculous yeah. amount of money yeah. per year. Nothing, nothing that can be made here. Yep. Um, uh, Kobe specifically said Italy, though. Oh, did he? Since uh, his dad played in Italy and, and all he that. He grew up there. Yeah, he grew up in Italy. So. Okay. I think I don't Kobe know, it, came out with that today. So right. Yeah, know. that was today. And I don't know. Doesn't he have the Olympics to worry about? Talking about you, playing in you Italy. Would think no, so. We we don't have the Olympics to worry about. Actually, we do. <laughs> Spain Spain kind of scares me. Yeah. But, um, yeah. But if you caught the game, hundred and one to seventy. Yes. I did not catch the uh, game. Did Yao get hurt? How yes. long was Yao? No, he, he, he came back though. Yeah, he Yao, Yao sort of had like a like a shin leg sort of thing, which I'm sure thrilled he the Rockets. Pulled his muscle on yeah. that three when he hit that first three yeah. to start the that game. That's ridiculous. He's not then, used to using so much energy. Well, you know they got they got like the big. It's like Yao, E, and then G, the point guard, Wang, the, Wang. The, the point guard for yeah. uh, the point guard for the Lakers. Now they just signed him. Is it Lou Wei? Something like yeah. that, yeah. So, Yi did nothing. Uh, <laughs> you know, uh, Yao barely had a double-double. He had like 13 and 10, I think. And yeah, they kept it close for half. Yeah. It was close. I think it was tied 29-29 at one point. It's funny, because it you, you know exactly what to expect. Well, I do. One Looking at a USA box score, it's like, all right, you get all the starters, you know, their, uh, their numbers, and then it's Dwayne Wade basically coming off the bench. Well, what I would like to point out, like I said... Way back when we started talking about this, why is Jason Kidd on the team? Because and he had he's a he had general. a stunning he, okay he might be that but he had a, a whopping zero points and zero assists. I'd rather see Chris Paul out there. Exactly. That's probably what Coach K wants. Just he's a veteran. Coach K want? wants Carlos Boozer to be the star every game. He wants JJ Redick on the team. And Coach K it. loves it because he was used to seeing Chris Paul kill them on Wake Forest, and now he gets to coach him. Yeah. That is true. They had a feud going for a while. Yeah. 
I mean, Chris Paul only played a year at Wake Forest, but still, Coach K hated every time they played Wake Forest. They played him three times, yep. once in the ACC tourney. Yep. Yeah. Well, yeah. I don't. I don't. I don't know. I would hate to have to play Chris Paul that many times. Also. Yeah, but I, I don't know. I guess I I have said on on this show, Scott, that Jason Kidd is the third best point guard on the team. This is true. But I don't know. I think he's the best for starting at least. That makes and then, no sense. No, well, it it makes per. He doesn't sh- he doesn't shoot the ball. He knows what his job is. He didn't even pass make the make ball. plays he had zero assists. Didn't pass the ball either. <laughs> so who knows? It's not maybe my maybe he played some good defense. Yeah. Yeah. You're really gonna pick apart what they did. They won by four. No, I'm not, I'm not gonna pick that apart. It killed me. That's, whatever whatever we messed up. Whatever we messed up just a little bit in this game against China will be so exploited by better teams like Argentina and Spain. Although so Argentina did lose. Struggling. Argentina did lose, yeah. But they're still a dangerous team. Spain is just downright frightening in my the, book. The way China played against the U.S. reminds me of when I played NBA in video games. I just shoot all threes. They just shot right. threes. No, they did. They I think inside. part of the reason for that is the three-point line isn't as far back as it is in the pros. It's the international line. So is it? Yeah. It's yeah. just barely longer than college. So that three by Yao, that wasn't that long. That was more of an outside yeah. jumper. And Yao can shoot the deeper. But what, what happened when those threes didn't go, which most of them then they really didn't? You, you get the fast break. How many oh, yeah. of those 100 what points were mm-hmm. scored on the fast break with windmill dunks? Yeah. Those the, the alley yeah, from D Wade to LeBron. Please was, get back, get back on it. But it, it's just it's so Jekyll and Hyde with us. I mean, what did we beat out of Australia by like four? Or yeah. no, but it was like it was like ten or something like that. But they didn't even have their best player, so it's just I don't know. Who do we who do we play next? Angola. Yes. Yeah, they're, they're trying to Angola make a big deal about that because of Charles Barkley. Did Andrew like, Bogut play on Australia? Yes, he's he on. Did? He should be now in the Olympics. I don't know if he played yeah. that particular game. Yeah, they've got a lot of size on from the Australian team. Yeah, they've got Luke Luke Shenscher. Oh, <laughs> oh, another watch, one. Watch out! Another one who they've got. Luke yes, Shenscher. Yes. It's a blast from the past. And uh, Ogilvy from Vanderbilt. More SEC players in the Olympics. SEC and ACC. Well, certainly best luck to them. The last bit of news is that the Atlanta Hawks did match the offer sheet for Josh Smith. So, yes. think. Was it Smith that you wanted to bring into Detroit? Ah, wouldn't have minded it, that's for sure. Um, you've said you want to bring basically everybody. In an off season Detroit. where it started out, you know, with changes, changes are a coming, and and thus far we've signed Kwame Brown. I'm I'm slightly worried, but this could finally be the year where all those young, talented players that we've had for so long finally get their their chance to that's play. What you've been that, saying. That, I said this. That could be the difference. I said this at the end of last year on the sports wrap, but I really like the Atlanta Hawks, even without. You know, Childress and all that. They got Joe Johnson. They kept Josh Smith. Mm-hmm. They just traded for Mike Bibby at the end of the year. That is true. So they're putting a good team together. Yeah, they dropped the ball on Childress, though. That guy's sixth man of the year potential every year. And, I mean, they know it. But, well, what can you do? Maybe they're just trying to uh, up They They can be a dangerous team. I mean, they took, you know, they took uh, Boston to seven. So, true. let's not forget. Yes, and in some other NBA news, they did release the schedule for the NBA season. In the opening night, they have a doubleheader, Boston versus Cleveland, which you yeah, have the like, champions yeah. going against LeBron. That is the championship ring presentation game. Also, Cleveland took the Celtics to seven also. That's usually a blowout game. <laughs> what was it, Chicago and Miami this past year, or maybe the year before? 
I don't know. Okay. okay. It was Miami, though. Yeah, yeah. that's true. <laughs> yeah, exactly. And then, of course, the second game you have um, is Portland against the Los Angeles Lakers. You have Greg Oden going against Kobe Bryant. They're really trying to sell that because this is Greg Oden's first NBA game. He was out all of last year with an it's injury. It's about time. Yeah. The old man is finally getting in the game. You know who he looks like? He looks like Bill Russell. Yeah. This is true. He does. Probably about the same age. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. Sorry Ooh. about that, right. I have to. I have to. <laughs> We've got some news about the uh, MSU men's basketball now. Uh, some minor news. Minor news. Uh, nothing, nothing huge. Depends on how you want to take Let's it. Let's not yeah. make a mountain out Don't of a molehill. Yes, exactly. Don't be too little, worried uh, about this. This is freshman... Phenom coming in, like high school phenom, I'll say he's I like he has that, not Scott. played as Phenom. Yes. Yeah. Delvon Delvin Rowe. He had exploratory knee surgery and he's gonna be out about six weeks. It's just a it's just a you know, it's just a cleanup. Exactly. They removed some cartilage particles. He'll be ready for the Izzo camp out. Exactly. To make his appearance. Yep. Izzo said he'll be ready for practice, which is good. Mm-hmm. And Pavel and I were talking about this earlier. Said it's not that big of a deal if he's out for just the first first week because we've got so much depth on this team. We got so much depth that we can allow we can afford to play him limited action the first you know in the non conference schedule. You know, maybe may maybe up his game when we start playing when we play UNC at yeah, Ford Field. Yeah, right. So, you know, maybe maybe you put him in there and tell him it's about time. But you know we got so much depth that use them when you really need them in the guards, conference. Guards season. that can make their own shots. Yeah, thank goodness. Yep, It'll be exactly. interesting. Well, what what Delvon will really miss is before they step on the court. You know, Tom Izzo has them going through so much conditioning, so many drylands, a lot of stuff this summer. I mean, they move here early summer and they come together as a team. They condition, and he's really going to have to really the practices work hard. that aren't practice. Yeah. <laughs> Exactly. If you will. But yeah, he, he will miss it on some. Obviously, he won't be an impact player until halfway through the season, most likely. But we will move on now to the Olympics. You are listening to the Sports Wrap here on the Impact 89 FM. If you want to get a hold of us, let us know your opinion on some Spartan sports or the impact or yeah, the Olympics, which are kind of big right now. Call us at 432-3893 or IM me at Impact Sports Wrap on AIM. And of course, one of the biggest things that they showed last night on the Olympics was the men's 4x100 or 400 meter freestyle relay. Mm. This was, it kept Michael Phelps's chances of getting eight gold medals and beating Greg Louganis's record of seven. Kept it alive. The Americans in a come from behind win over the French won. I mean, they just fingertip touched it. Out the French there. It, it was, was it was the greatest race swim match in Olympic history. I mean, the top four finishers all broke the world record. Yeah. I mean, the the team that didn't even medal got a, a world record, broke the world record. Mm-hmm. I mean, it was incredible. It, at one point, they were all in front of the green line that you saw on TV. Yeah, I think they beat they broke the record, which was set the night before by the uh, the B team if you will, the USA B team. They broke the record. 15-hour old record. Yeah. Broke it by four seconds. 
Yeah, you know what the old? Did you see the stat? The oldest Olympic swimming record is it's in 2000. Yeah, it's every not, year yeah, it gets yeah. broken. Well, that's the juicing, oldest man. swimming record. Not juicing. We we've talked about this. <laughs> we kidding. we said it was uh, the fact that they've got that new laser, the LZR mm. Speedo suit. It's making some big differences. But nonetheless, the numbers that were put up for that were pretty ridiculous. You had even the, even in like the preliminaries, it's just like world record, world record, world record. I don't know. It's, well, all the sweeter that the French were talking trash. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Call us out. Mm-hmm. And then Michael Phelps went over there and pat him on the head, you know? And, yes. like, and like it's written here, Elaine Bernard, the guy who said that, you know, the French guy who said that they're going to smash the U.S., he holds the world record in that event. Used to In the 100 the free. Uh-huh. Yep. And... He's the one who gets beat out. I mean, exactly. Lezak gained so much ground in that last 50 meters. Yeah. It was ridiculous. I, I didn't even think it was physically possible to gain so much ground when he had so much momentum. I, I just so still baffles they sh- me. They showed the underwater view of those last seconds, <laughs> and the French swimmer looked over at the U.S. They, swimmer. They both looked at each other. I argue they that circled the French guy's head on NBC, Scott. Well, you have to kind of turn your head to... He, oh, he, they were, he was they were breathing. He was glancing. He was, he was afraid. He, was he knew it was up. Now, we have the times that finished here. Of course, the world record, the individual 100-meter freestyle was broken by the man who swam the first leg for Australia. He broke the record early in, in that. And then uh, Michael Phelps swam the first leg for the U.S. He broke the American record. And then, sadly, in a relay, the guys that come after, they can't... They aren't eligible for the record because the timing isn't exact. But the record that the Australian set in the first leg was 47.24 seconds. Jason Lezak, who swam the anchor leg, the fourth leg for the U.S., he swam his in 46.06 seconds, a second faster than the record. The fastest time (laughs) ever swam to get that come from behind. And then the French, one of the French swimmers said, and I quote, a fingertip did the victory. It was nothing. End quote. <laughs> that for all of what they were talking beforehand, how they were going to smash the Americans. Well, I guess a fingertip's the difference between gold and silver then. Exactly. If, if it's nothing to you, then I'm sure you'll be happy with a silver medal and wait four years and hope to come back for the gold. There's just no explanation as to why they would talk trash before. You know, win the race, yeah, then yeah. talk some trash. Exactly. And this was, as much as I hate to say it, it was probably the least likely for Phelps to get gold in. Mm-hmm. It was the worst event for him. I don't know that he has a worst event. So it looks like he is still on pace to break the record and win eight gold medals, which I'm still kind of torn. If I, I'm cheering for him for the USA, but I, I don't cheer for him because... Oh, come on. Every, everyone swims at the Ann Arbor Swim Club. Wolverine Swim Club. Wolverine yes. Swim Club, rather. Uh, yeah, it's um, just a who's who of, of Olympians right. who swim at you the swim, If you're not on the West Coast, you're swimming right. in Ann Arbor, of course. I know. I understand that. If you want to get a hold of us, talk to us about the Olympics. The number here is 432-3893. Let us know what year, uh, what moment's been the best so far for you. There's only been a few going on this weekend. It's been a heartbreaking moment. Yes. And it was men's beach volleyball. Which, I will point out, you were wrong on Saturday when okay. you were, saying, when you were well, talking about well, it. What was I wrong about? 
it, they were not eliminated. I didn't they say lost. they were. I said it could be round robin. I don't know. But okay. what was said was that it was the biggest upset in men's beach volleyball history. Yes. And that just, like, tore me apart. <laughs> that for whatever reason, we lost the last Brandon has been storming around everywhere but he goes since then. Today, uh, Dahlhauser and, and Rogers were back on. Total domination. Back yes. on the ball. So nope. I will look forward to every match here in the future <laughs> since that is the newest sport that I've picked up on. Yes, and they, of course, lost to Latvia. Yeah. Who, uh, they have some wonderful beaches <laughs> to play Very beach upsetting. volleyball. Right, they're right on the Black Sea. Yeah. Yep. Apparently, Rogers called his wife that night, and she, she was upset with him because he wasn't supportive enough when, when Dahlhauser was struggling during that. Because, I mean, and then, he, like, he, he would hit the net so many times, and, like, they're saying now even, like, he, he was tipping the net a lot today, and they're just saying how, like, he said his his legs were weak from from walking around with the torch ceremony, I guess. Oh, yeah. That, yeah, that, that's, that would tire that me out. Walking <laughs> that 400 meters. It's like, don't walk. I don't understand it. You talk about beach volleyball, but there's some other interesting sports I watched today, like badminton. Yeah. That gets intense. Handball is something Handball. I watched where a penalty shot is you standing like seven feet away from him and just like chucking the ball right at the goalie. If if it goes right at the goalie's body, that is the only chance they have of, of save like, what is it like, oh, you let in 20 goals? Great game, man. It's like, I don't know. The goalies just seemingly don't have a chance in that sport. Did you catch synchronized diving? No. Sadly, I did not. I watched uh, oh, I watched the U.S. trials, but I've been, been at work they all day. They even synchronize watch. their steps up to the edge. Of course. It's synchronize awesome. every step. And I did see the U.S. men in the 10-meter surprisingly took fifth. They were, I think they were favorite to at least medal. I assume China won another medal there. They are in the lead. China is in the lead with the medal count. Last time I checked, it was fourteen to twelve. Well, they won't. They, they won't get 14. one in basketball. So that's right. No. Yeah. Subtract one. Thank there. goodness. They were. They, China had fourteen medals, nine gold. The U.S. was second with twelve. We had. Uh, They're saying this is gold, this is it. This is the five. changeover. It's not going to be U.S. anymore. It's China. Well, then, of course, this morning I was driving in, and I heard. This some other radio station, a sports update they had, and I don't think the lady knew much about sports because she was talking about oh how wonderful the opening ceremony was and how beautiful it was. And then she made the claim, her and her co-host made the claim of oh it seems like China's actually coming to play also. They're not just hosting the games. Now, obviously they don't know much about it because China's favored in almost everything yeah, to medal. That's kind of crazy. Which there's gymnastics. The men's and women's teams are always good. All the diving things, all the, pretty much all the ball sports, yeah. they are favored in. Ping pong, they're just yeah, in. <laughs> they're all gymnastics. Yeah, the gymnastics. Uh, that's I will want to watch the uh, women's gymnastics. The U.S. team is very good. You have Sean Johnson, a 16-year-old. She is favored to win the all-around gold medal, and also it's basically going to be between the U.S. and China for that. Which you know who's going to finish third? Russia. Oh, of course. They finished third in the prelims, and uh, yeah. you know Russia's always been good. They're kind of taking a step back, but yeah, Russia or China and the U.S. always there at the top. But if you saw the first couple of days, the first day mm -hmm. with the U.S. gymnasts, man, they. Had two falls there and uneven bars. Oh, really? yeah. I did not catch it. I they had two falls. This, yeah, girl, heard, fell, they, this girl fell right on her back. Yeah. Oh. Mm. That's, that's right on her good. dismount, she fell on her back. Mm. Yes, I've been 
Now, I hope that I don't lose any credit with this. I have not been able to see much of the Olympics. I've been without cable. It's all right, Scott. Me for too. A while. Somebody, Me uh, too. Yeah. somebody actually, I moved into a new apartment. Somebody unplugged our cable from the laundry room. So uh, that's why my roommate and I have been without cable for a week. We had nothing. It turns out somebody unplugged us. But now I have it back, and I was watching the Olympics late last night. Saw the swimming. Saw everything like that. thing that amazes me about gymnastics, those girls are 16 at the oldest, usually. And they're just, they're national stars now. And they're amazing athletes at the age of 16. When I was 16, I was struggling in JV baseball and everything like that, I think. That's just... You probably also had a social life, Scott. Well, this is true. These girls have been training for like seven years, though. So oh, more than that. Since, pro- since they were eight, nine years old, they were professionally trained. Look out, Susie's going off to the movies on uh, on Friday night. And, this is true. You know, so that's just... Uh, so they watch what they eat for seven years... Yeah, I think they even start earlier than that. I know. Yeah, it's like probably the age like of four and five yeah. is when they start. They get really private get coaches. They move away oh, yeah. from home. Yeah. You know, easily. They it's move crazy. to Ann Arbor. <laughs> move to Ann Arbor. <laughs> start swimming. Basically, in it, pools it, over there. that's the where ma- it is. The magical pools of. That's Ann Arbor. where it is. It's like what the national junior hockey team, the U.S. Yep. junior yeah. team, they're in Ann Arbor. So every. Ann Arbor's just a place to be, except Man, for that school that's over there. Come to we got some cool stuff over here. <laughs> yeah. You can come swim in our pool if you want. <laughs> I don't think we it's need the coach. Yeah, we need to yeah, go. Do we have an Olympic-sized pool here? Yes, we have an okay. outdoor. outdoor pool is 50 meters. Mm. It's nice. I've swam in it. Okay. It's good. It's good. It's good. <laughs> I wasn't, wasn't breaking world records or anything. No. But yeah, you sure. Nice to swim in. <laughs> Do you think the uh, NBC broadcasts are kind of biased towards the U.S.? Yes. Oh, definitely. Oh, they are. Because I was watching the CBC broadcast, and Canada's not very good at the summer games. They're good at the colder games. They're good at hockey. They're good at curling. Curling, yeah. (laughs) Anything that involves ice. It was just good. It was nice to watch the CBC broadcast because they actually, like, spread it around. They show everything. But uh, you you turn on the NBC, they show you in a little graphic, Michael Phelps swims in 10 minutes. Exactly. Well, we talked about it earlier. The American broadcast, they'll show you your track and field, basketball, swimming, and uh, gymnastics. Those are the big ones for them. That's what Americans... On the first couple days, though. It's... Well, the first couple days, they don't have all well, the Well, I mean, it's, a, it's, a, it's American coverage. I mean... It's true. And that's what we are the best at, arguably. You know, I don't, I don't, I don't have too much interest watching the, the uh, you know, the Switzerland versus Netherlands... You know, whatever water polo matchup or anything like that. I mean, it's you, terrible sport. I but because know. of immigration, there's so many other countries represented in the U. Living in the U.S. Yes. that yeah. you know they should serve a duty and still show the other countries perform. Yes. And there's you were talking they, watching they have other been, countries. Play. They have been. On, I mean, maybe maybe not M- NBC, but you know, if, if you got just uh, a few more cable channels, MSNBC and USA will typically show. Uh, I remember I did see a boxing match between yeah. a couple guys. There was actually a knockout in Olympic boxing. <laughs> really? Yeah, we didn't know if it was possible. No, no, we didn't, we didn't even possible. know the guy was knocked out because he just like bopped him in the face. Yeah, he, they, he wandered they, around. They broke up. They yeah, he walked it. around, and the guy just and fell. Then he fell. And tried to get amazing. up and fell again. Yeah. I mean, I I hope that he's not hurt. Well, they carried him out on a stretcher. Yeah. Which I I like was, to think they were just scary. taking extra precautions. But yeah, that I don't I don't know, man. I don't but it know. wasn't a straight up knockout. He, no. He hit him, got him with a jab, kind of wandered around for a little bit, talked to the ref, and then decided he was gonna fall. That was it. If you want to get at us with some Olympic 
talk, you can call us at 517-432-3893. We'd love to hear your opinion about that. There's been great sports going on so far with that. There's many more to come, obviously, all throughout this week. Things will be heating up with the medal rounds. There's a lot of prelims going on right now in swimming. Michael Phelps just broke the... Uh, I think 200 meter. That was a piece of care for him. That was not a surprise. No. He started in the back, made his little move, finished more than a length. He's disappointed if he doesn't break a world record every time he's in the pool. Which (laughs) Which is understandable. I know. He's he's amazing. And that's just astounds me that he, if he, he can win the race by 20 seconds, but if he doesn't break his previous mark, he's still disappointed. Which, I mean, great. He's always trying to get better. Good for him. Well, they have so many events here in swimming that, you know, the first half of the Olympics, you're done with swimming already. And you mm-hmm. have your other events, you know, you get track and field in the second half. Yes. And the second half, you know, the the gymnastics, you got your individual stuff, then they take a break for a week. Then they have the main event, which is the all-around, which is yes. everybody watches that, men's and women's. Which I did not mention the men's team. Sadly, they are not favored nearly as much. They have zero returning Olympic gymnasts now. Both of the Ham brothers, the two twins, Paul and Morgan, had to withdraw with injuries. Well, Paul was going, then he couldn't, so Morgan was going, and then Morgan pulled out. Yes. Yeah. I think Paul broke his hand, and then... Hurt his shoulder. And then, yep, trying to recover from that, tore his rotator cuff. Is that Ninja Warrior? Yes, exactly. <laughs> well, I mean, he they're both 24, yeah. and like we said, they've been doing it for so long, that just takes a toll on your body. They're vets at this point, at 24. Exactly. But now... Now we have a very a young, experienced. It's China's to lose. Exactly. exactly. It's just China versus Japan and whoever. People the going the Russians are always good, too. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Russians yeah. are always Pro- good at Probably going to be around third. <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> Seem to float around there. But that is, just to see those guys, the feats of strength that they pull off, when they go up on the rings, oh my! Oh, my, my shoulders hurt for them. Granted, oh. I had surgery. I like, I like to usually watch that with a bag of chips in my hand and uh, soda. <laughs> so, you can, yeah. so you can just be as feel as no lazy way. as they possible. They haven't had a soda since. No, they were, oh god! They even know what a chip a soda would like. destroy their body. Yeah. Oh yeah, yeah. one complete, chip would. complete shutdown if they had a chip. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> well, I remember we were watching it Saturday. We were all together. We were watching and. Girl argued with me that they're not as small as I said. Now you see the gymnasts, and they're not. The they're girls? always by themselves. The the guys. The guys are very very small. There's a reason their arms look so huge. Not to say they don't work out all the time, and they aren't huge. But when you're five two, it's easy for your muscles to look big because there's no space for them to go. She wasn't. She didn't trust me that. Uh-huh. That gymnasts are very rarely over five four for guys, and five feet is very tall for girls. Right, Nasty Lucan just looks like a giant with exactly. being five three. Exactly, she's tall and skinny. It's not, yeah. and she's she still works for. Her. We've got still some more Olympic news here. I know this will uh, pique Brandon's interest. We've had some tennis action. Yeah, I know. I haven't been able to catch any of it. I don't know when they're playing it. I don't even know. I don't know if Andy Roddick's even in it. I don't think he. I'm playing think he is. while you're sleeping. Yes, yeah. that's, that's, <laughs> that's, the that's, that's the problem. That's the problem. Yeah. I do not think Andy Roddick is in it. He can, we, can, can we confirm or deny this? He is out for sure. He's, He's out, out for sure with yeah. injuries. He, or did he no, he, he just wants to like prepare it. for the U.S. Open. Or yes. Oh, everybody else I'm, is playing in the Olympics. Yeah. Maybe. Hey, maybe that's. I'm hurt. I'm a little hurt. You know what? 
He's USA? In, you what know, is he, Cinderella? I, I could at least have the hope that he might medal, but <laughs> now that, no. that hope is just completely and smashed. And of course, the two other... You know what? You know what? Today. I'll tell you what. There uh, are there are no there are no Cinderellas in tennis because if if you recall, we were watching a a well I was a Marty Blake, um, James Blake, James Blake. Or, no no uh, Marty Fish rather. Marty Fish. I'm sorry, Marty Fish and um, oh man he's he's from he's from Spain another middle of the pack tennis player okay. in the in the gold in the gold matchup so. Uh, tennis is is just so crazy. Well, I don't know. This year it seems like we're gonna have Nadal, who's now number one in the world. Yeah, Nadal number one in the world. Better. I think he was the torch bearer, wasn't he? Did he carry the torch for Spain? No, he went, didn't. He didn't. Okay. Um, but yeah, I don't know. I mean, I was just so shocked by by what had happened in in '04 with the, the medal round being. To two no namers, if you will. Not not no namers, but definitely middle of the pack guys. So, what happened to soccer? I just realized that what right. have they played? <laughs> yes, yeah. they, I'm excited to watch have. some. I was uh, watching the Euro 2008, and right. I'm just fresh off of that. I want to see some more soccer here. The women's the team actually the lost. They did that before the opening ceremony. Well, actually. the qualifiers, right. the prelims. And the women mm. actually lost a game in that. Which yeah, they did. <laughs> was a shock to everyone. But they they're without Abby Wambach, their star striker. She broke her leg. Yeah, and, uh, friendly, mm. I do believe. But the men played. They beat. They won one. They won a game one nothing. And then yeah. I'm not sure what happened. I think they played today or yesterday. Well, they played the Netherlands and they tied two two. But the Netherlands scored they're, in the 93rd minute gonna to tie it up. Yeah, I don't yeah. think the U.S. is going to do anything. Sadly, the U.S. Brazil. is not very. Can we good claim inside. Beckham as our own since uh, we employ him? <laughs> We're his employer. Do we want Beckham? Uh, was he like 40? Things. No, he's not. He doesn't look 40. No, he doesn't look 40. He's still. He's been at it a while. That foot still has some life in it. And then, of course, with tennis, Venus and Serena Williams both won today in singles. I saw that Nadal, Federer, and and Blake's doubles teams all lost. <laughs> They're doubles teams. I, yeah. think, I think Nadal and Federer won. Okay, well, check it out. Uh, I, I thought I saw eliminated, but I don't. I certainly don't want to give any false information out. Well, you never know. They could have. But those two never play doubles. Oh, anyways. no. James Blake doesn't play doubles. They're all being forced to play doubles here in the Olympics. Exactly. And it's just, because you they, they don't know what to do. Are Venus and Serena teaming up again for doubles? Um, I'm they should. Sure. They, I mean, they do in every major. They don't so. lose. No. That is true. Well, no. Uh, Nadal and Federer add double wins. Doubles okay. wins. Okay, doubles debut. wins, which means that... Maybe maybe it was twice. maybe it was like a, a semicolon and then Blake and the US team lost. <laughs> there, so, that yeah. that could maybe, very uh, well be maybe the I case. missed out on that crucial detail. <laughs> <laughs> that might be. I wouldn't wouldn't put that past you. Once again, if you want to get at us and talk about some sports, we'll be moving away from the Olympics here, but anything you've got a question about or voice your opinion, the number here is four three two three eight nine three. You're listening to the Spartan Sports Rap on the Impact eighty nine FM. I'm Scott here with you with a panel of sports fanatics, and let's let's talk some NFL guys. Football is becoming big right now, it's starting to heat up. We've had some exhibition games. The Lions won. I don't. They beat the Giants thirteen to ten. Yeah, that means nothing to what me. What did, did Eli even take a snap in that game? He played a quarter, I believe. Okay, but. Drew Stanton mm-hmm. led the Lions on their final scoring drive. He scrambled three times for 29 yards and that's, set us up for the game-winning field goal. 
That's not good if it was a final scoring drive. At the end of a preseason game, you put in your you know, your yeah. last string yeah. quarterback. So it's, I'd rather him play at the beginning of the preseason game because he'd have a better chance in the depth chart there. Well, he is, he's put at third on the depth chart right now. He's behind, of course, John Kitna, the starter, mm-hmm. and Dan Orlovsky, who Pavel was not familiar with. But he is. We drafted him a few years back out of UConn. Yeah, he's, he's been our backup. Yeah, he had for, every UConn quarterback record. Well, yeah, yeah, he's improved that, in last year. Whatever that's worth. We all know UConn's good at <laughs> yeah, football. Yeah, we all yeah. know UConn's had a long football. That's history. what they're known for. They've been a D1 football team for a whole eight he's years. He's been with now. us for a while now. I want to say like what three or four years. Yes. So I, yeah, I think this is probably his fourth year. But we've got some news. Some interesting things happened today. The Pittsburgh Steelers signed a backup quarterback. Byron Leftwich. That surprised me. What happened to Charlie Batch? She just got injured. Oh, there you go. Well, I would take Byron Leftwich over Charlie Batch. Oh, yeah. I'd take Byron Leftwich over John Kidna. I'd take anyone over John Kidna. That's true. (laughs) Kidna's not too bad. That's close. As long as he's not guaranteeing victories, but he seems to like to do that every season. Byron's getting close back to those Marshall, that Marshall area. Pittsburgh's close to that West Virginia right there. True. Getting close to his... Go close to his roots. Yeah, mm-hmm. I think that's. I think that's a very good sign for the Steelers. They, no, they're Steelers, a team that's, that's always that's solid. If, if Byron Leftwich is your backup, then to Ben Roethlisberger, you know, if Ben Roethlisberger gets hurt for whatever reason, you still have a good chance to win. Exactly. That game. Both of those quarterbacks, they don't turn the ball over. They, they complete a high percentage, and they don't. They're not flashy. They're very boring to watch. But they can't. Uh, they can't move though. Mac, out of the Mac, pocket. Byron Leftwich yeah. might be worse than Ben Roethlisberger getting out of the pocket. Oh, just no, he's way scrambling. Worse. Not those just, guys can move. Just at all. take the sack. Yeah, yeah. And just heave one up. And then of course another thing today, that Brandon and I kind of laughed at the Jaguars wide receiver <laughs> Matt Jones <laughs> was arrested <laughs> for cocaine possession. He pled not guilty. Now the the evidence they have on him is not not good in his favor. No. He was seen by a police officer allegedly cutting up <laughs> cocaine inside of his car with a credit card. Hard to deny that. His yeah. father his even father said <laughs> that he he denied that the cocaine was in his son's possession, although he acknowledged that it was in the vehicle. And in closest proximity to Matt. There you go. So it wasn't his. It was just sitting in his lap. You know, he might be... this case, it's one of those where, you know, the legal system, you plead not guilty to a lesser sentence or something. Because, well, he is, yeah, he's uh, facing, yeah. I think well, it's He's, he's got to make it for the OAC season here. Yeah. So we can't, we can't let the law get in the way of I'm this. I'm sorry, officer. I was just cutting this for somebody else. Yeah. Baking so soda. All right. yeah, my, yeah, Do you know who I am, by the way? Yeah. Are you a Razorbacks fan, by chance? Yeah, I was a quarterback there, remember? <laughs> he, was, he was a good quarterback there, and... Drafted in the first round. Did these, these guys really get bored that they go out to these clubs, I don't bring that. guns, bring knives, whatever. They just seem to find the trouble. Hey, there was a good article in the Sporting News magazine about how you know they should just make you know maybe the NBA season or the NFL just year-round. Make it the season year-round because once it ends, they just get into trouble. This is true. They just they get into trouble. They have all that free time on their hands. They have all that free time. They get bored with their money. Yep. They rent a boat and go have these parties. Right. I mean, <laughs> what else do with money? Maybe give it to charity? No. This is all true. Cedric Benson's a big boater. He's a fan of boating. <laughs> worked out for him. Now I have, have another little uh, tidbit from the duh category, if you will. Braylon Edwards, who I watched tear us apart. He's former Wolverine, now Cleveland Brown. 
He received stitches in his foot and had to spend the night in the Cleveland Clinic after he got his foot stepped on during sprints at the end of practice by fellow wideout Dante Stallworth. Now, the reason that it cut him up was because Stallworth was wearing cleats and Edwards wasn't. He just decided, hey, I'm going to run in just my socks. I'm tired. I've had a long day of practice. and So he slipped and fell in front of Stallworth's path? I think they were just kind of running next to each other, and he and might have cut him off a little. And he foot? stepped well, on his like, foot. It's ridiculous. Just stepped on his heel and cut his foot well, wide open. Huh. Sounds like a freak accident. Unless Stallworth was trying to get move up on the death track. You never know. But yeah, I'm just thinking <laughs> yeah. It seems like, you know, come on, just end of practice, you're going to be doing some sprints on a field. Cleats might be... Why is Braylon Edwards doing sprints at the end of a practice? Come on. Well, That's he's, ridiculous. He's part of the team. And then, of course, going along with that that category, I saw on Sports Center this morning, it angered me, I saw this, get, getting national coverage. Okay, so Brett Favre was traded to the Jets. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We've, we've decided to kind of not talk about that too much here because we're sick of Brett Favre, to be honest. Yes, he's a New York Jet. Now, now Chad just, Pennington is now a Miami Dolphin. Yeah, I just went to a restaurant, and now all the heat's on, like, you know, it's like, all right, Brett Favre's on his team. Now we're going to instantly focus all of our time on Aaron Rodgers and seeing what he's doing exactly. over in Green Bay. It's like, but in the in the category of running and being part of the team, they actually put this in, like, the first five minutes of their big news. Brett Favre had to run a lap in practice because he fumbled a snap from Nick Mangold, their center. So they both had to run. And this, for some reason, is noteworthy. I yeah, seriously, it happens all the time. You got to get used to your center. He's just exactly. come on the team. Exactly, he's brand they, new. They've they never played story together. For every time John Kitna and uh, what, Dominic Rayola exactly. <laughs> had to run some laps, come on. You know, next next thing you know, they're going to be broadcasting live. Brett Favre's eating dinner. Yeah, he just cut his steak. Oh, by the way, there's some world records. Whatever. Exactly. Yeah, it's like no, the Olympics aren't going on. Brett Favre. Is actually fumbling snaps. That's important. Yeah. Which, I mean, come on. It's the probably the second time he's ever taken snaps from a new center. There's going to be some mishaps. Who cares? And, like we said, okay, so last week I said that Brett Favre would not be a, a Jet. Okay, I was wrong. He had, he had come out and said that he would not play in New York. They convinced him otherwise. They made a trade. New York gave a draft pick, a conditional draft pick, to Green Bay. It's a fourth-round pick right now, unless Brett Favre plays 50% of the snaps and moves up to a third-round pick. Well, you can just—you might as well just say it's a first-round pick because Brett Favre's never missed a start. If he plays more well, than 75%, he has to it's play. A first it's round pick. it's, it's seven, a Super Bowl, though. It's the, the way it works is, yep, 50% of the snaps moves up to a third-round pick. If he plays 70% of the snaps and they make the playoffs, turns into a second-round pick. If he plays 80% of the snaps. And they make it to the Super Bowl. It's the first round pick. And they have to worry nah, about that first round no pick. What does their receiving core look like? They got Lavernius Cole still. Yeah, Jericho Cotri, uh Moss. Moss and Kendall Moss. Moss? Yeah. No, no, Do they, they no, don't they have, do Moss. have Moss. He's, Ray, he's, he's in Washington. on the Redskins. Yeah, uh, is still on the team? Justin McCarron's no, he signed with uh, Tennessee. Oh, right. Yes, they get anyone from Moss. I don't know. No, I don't. So yeah, it's a grim. grim receivers. And then of course it's receivers who's been catching. Lollipops from uh, Chad Pennington. Yeah, that's, lobbed quite, over that's the, quite the changeover. There. <laughs> about a 40 mile an hour Chad difference. Pennington signed with the Dolphins. He's with the Dolphins. Yeah, they the have, Dolphins. They, have, they might be keeping four quarterbacks on their 53 man roster to try to make this work. Because they have. Uh, Do they have Jay Fiedler still? They're not Fiedler. No. 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 They have uh, John Beck, Chad Henney, and I don't know who the other quarterback is, but. Yeah, it's, who was with oh, them last year? McCowan is the other quarterback. Josh McCowan. Yeah. yeah. Where the What happened to the other guy? The guy from last year. 
Who? Culpepper? No. <laughs> Guy who filled in towards the end of the season. Trent Green? I don't know what his name is. I don't know. Was it Cleo Lemon? Yeah, it was Trent Green. It was Trent Lemon. Green. Cleo Lemon. Oh, Cleo. Yeah, he finished out the season. Lemon. Because Green got hurt or something. Right. I don't know. Whatever. That's, they're, they're starting, that's a great quarterback situation over there. there. It's almost as good as ours. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Who knows? Maybe Chad Henney will even be starting down there. Of course, now I, I do have an interest in watching the Dolphins. Jake Long. I, mm. I watch for him. Yes, he went to Michigan. I, I'm well aware. But I also grew up with the man. So saw him saw him a couple weeks ago. He is huge. Yeah, I think huge. so. About six seven three fifteen and has a six pack. It's like, some, it's like something about that is Hondo, except except muscle. athletic. Can't wait to see that. Can't wait to see that. Uh, that uh, Lions first round pick. See what he does. Yeah. Mm. Yeah. Wasn't even the best at his position when we drafted him. That's true. You never know. Not a perfect perfect time to take a chance. Yeah. You've had yeah. such success. Why? <laughs> why not? Right. This yeah. could be the one. Perfect time. Speaking of Lions success. So we've got that that rookie running back out of Central Florida, Smith. Who we, we talked about he's almost broke Barry Sanders' college rushing. Yeah, record. he's been deemed like Barry Sanders exactly. too many times. Apparently, he doesn't know much about the Lions' history because he uh, guaranteed that the Lions would not only make the playoffs but would win a playoff game this year. Roy Williams and his guarantees he has passed on the torch. And John guarantees, guarantees have worked so well in Detroit. Whatever. You remember came, when Roy Williams close said they'd to win 12 games? Yeah. John Kidd has backed it up 10. with 10 games the past two years <laughs> We now. almost won 10 if you combine the preseason victories. You know, we we should have won ten each of those seasons. Oh, I wouldn't go that far. No, I but, will because all these games we lose are by like field goals. Well, the average loss is by a field goal in the NFL, though. It's under seven points. Seems like the Lions get edged out more more often than not. There's um, a lot of times when teams in the preseason go zero and four, but then go on to win a Super Bowl or. Exactly. Well, Lions, well, the Lions are great well. because that's a good indicator of who you should start on your fantasy team. Let's take a look at that that line. Who's facing up against the Lions defense exactly. there? That's, I'm not going to lie. I've done that before. Oh, I've done that before. And pick mm-hmm. the defense who's going against the Falcons. Oh, yes. <laughs> right. That's, that's always guaranteed points there. If you want to get a hold of us and talk to us about the Detroit Lions or Tigers or Spartans or Olympics, anything, you can call us at 432-3893. Maybe you want to complain about Brett Favre being traded or say it's the best thing ever and the Jets are going to go on to the Super Bowl, which they're not, sorry. But if you want to get us, get at us with anything, number 432-3893 or AIM Instant Message, Impact Sports Rap. There's still a couple more things here about the Lions. They actually had a fan removed from practice today. He was yelling at Roy Williams from the stands. No, the the man claims yeah, you're not going to go out and support the team. Then don't, you know. Exactly. He was he was there to watch practice. He said he was simply giving a constructive criticism. <laughs> now what he was doing was standing at the top of the bleachers, yelling at Roy Williams that he takes off plays during the regular season and that he's lazy. And yeah, what which, receiver doesn't? <laughs> exactly. And if you if you've watched the Lions in the last couple of years, Roy Williams is pretty much all we've got. Yeah. Terrell Owens is the king of taking off plays. Oh, yeah. Terrell Randy Owens, Moss. Randy Moss. Wide receivers. If you're not they throwing don't like deep to, to Randy, he'll maybe no, give yeah. the DB a pat on the chest and call it quits after exactly. that. And the funny thing is, is Williams actually turned and walked up to the fence and started yelling back at him. So he <laughs> oh, didn't let him just get away with of saying that. He, he questioned what he was saying. So the guy repeated himself a few times. And 
amongst all the yelling, uh, Williams suggested that they maybe should trade jobs and see how that works out. Which I maybe maybe I'm gonna, I'll go down there and start yelling and see. Hey, John Kitna, you don't throw well. Let me play. Mm. If, if they're offering that, I might take them nah. up. You know, it might be kind of fun. See see Roy Williams sitting behind a desk in an office somewhere. That'd see Roy, Roy Williams hosting Sports Rap next week. Hey, yeah, there you go. <laughs> I, I would tune in. Not gonna lie, but of course the man was was removed from practice. He claimed that he didn't use any profanity and he was just being constructive. Yeah, right. Do you blame him? I mean, how long? What? The seventeen years of frustration now since the That's playoff fine, game. That's fine, but it's not doing any good. Yes. Back on the history coming, of the coming, Lions, coming to, a, coming to a workout and and just you know. You know, antagonizing the players. And apparently, he was yelling at a rookie fullback that he wasn't getting his feet up high enough during a tire drill. Which I'm pretty sure they have coaches who are uh, yeah. making money. Yeah, we we dish out enough enough cash for for guys to tell them that. Exactly, exactly. But yeah, getting back to what your your dig at the Lions there. Yes, the last time we won a playoff game was 1991. We've won one game, one playoff game in the last 50 years. Uh, Smith. Uh, that running back, he might want to look into that a little bit before he uh, makes these guarantees. Lions don't don't make the playoffs, and they sure don't win. Sadly, sorry to say. Now we will move on here to to finish out the hour. We've got a couple minutes left. We'll talk about the Tigers here, and they, uh, of course, like I mentioned, they in the midst of last week's show, they were in they were in the middle of a. Six-game losing streak. They mm. turned it around. They've won three out of their last four. Uh, Nate Robertson got the win last night. He went seven and two-thirds of an inning. He gave up only one run. Fernando Rodney actually came in to get the final four outs and got the save. Did not blow it. It was his third save of the year. We only used two pitchers in the entire game awesome. and got the win. Oh, my. So that was big. And the night before, uh, Armando Galarraga, he picked up his 10th win. Mm-hmm. By far the best starting pitcher for the Tigers. I will go out there and say that. No, everybody or, likes or to watch Or is he the Berlin. pitcher that gets the best run support? Either way. Yeah. His, his ERA is only around three. So right. that's, I'm a, statistically, he is the best starting pitcher we have. Best pitcher we have. We, we went over this last week. There's no one you can look to in that bullpen. Well, D-Train's been out, you know. <laughs> so, yeah. which brings up, why would you rather still have Pudge if that bullpen, one player is not going to make a big difference? I would rather have gotten um, a better player than Kyle Farnsworth. For Pudge? For Pudge. Absolutely. They, they, The Yankees actually have prospects right now. Yeah, but you, you know what? You're not going to get a prospect. You're giving a Pudge? Yeah. yeah. You're giving a Pudge, you could have gotten a guy like Houston Street, but then the A's aren't going to pay that big salary. Exactly. But Houston Street, you put him yeah. on a we would have, different situation. Then we would have been thrown in a prospect for that, I think. But the Tigers, they are sitting at 58 and 59. They are, like Brandon pointed out, seven and a half games out of the uh, American League Central Division to the White Sox. It's all right. I don't see him coming back. I'm sorry. And well, Scott, you've proven yourself wrong on sports right before, so. Well, the Tigers, I said that the Tigers were out of it last week, and they are now a game further out of first place. All right, all right. We'll check back next week. We'll see what happens. Of course, we Probably have a series coming up against the Toronto Blue Jays where we have to face A.J. Burnett and Roy Halladay. That always, always bodes well. 
Now, sadly, that is the end of the sports wrap for this week. And you can tune in next week. We'll be back on 7 o'clock on Mondays. We will be back talking, finishing up more about the Olympics. We'll have more from the MSU Spartan football. Get some more into that right now. We have the Jazz Spectrum. Jeff is subbing in for Chris over there. You can listen to tunes from the likes of Miles Davis, Wynton Marcellus, two of my favorites. I, I plug them whenever we switch it over. You certainly do. Yes, but yeah, Jazz Spectrum coming up next. Thank you for being here, guys. Thank you for listening to us out there. You've been listening to the Spartan Sports Wrap on Impact Exposure. Tune in every week for more of the greatest sports information, news, and analysis. Here and only here on Impact 89FM.